0: well uh, so we're talking about foundations at the moment foundations in the church uh, and what what is the church all about that's kind of what we're looking at so far we've seen how great God's plan is for the church it's much bigger than we ever thought it could be because he's planning to fill the whole universe that's big and then Simon told us about yeah it's that big but also church is a family it's the family of God. So what are some of the characteristics of that family? And I would really encourage, if you missed that talk, to listen to it. It's, it's Diamond. It's Simon at his best. Uh, so just great to hear that. Um, we, I mean, basically, we want to catch this great apostolic vision for the church all over again so that we fall in love with Jesus and the church all over again. And you can't love Jesus without loving the church. You can't love the church without loving Jesus because they are so uniquely connected. But at the same time, just being honest, sometimes loving the church can be a challenge. You know, church isn't always easy. Anybody? Anybody? (laughs) I mean, some of us have been hurt by church. It's unbelievable, isn't it? How could that be? Um, Some of us have been let down by people in the church. Some of us have let people down in the church. Um, Church can be a difficult place to be sometimes. And the challenge of church is that God has committed to use imperfect people like us to build the church. Uh, there are no perfect people and so there are no perfect churches either and if you find one somebody once said to me don't ever join it because you'll ruin it which on reflection may have been just said to me I don't know Um, but at the same time perfection isn't what is needed to be part of the church You don't need to be perfect and sorted out to be part of the church or to function as part of the church. You just need to be willing. You just need to be willing. So God doesn't use perfect people because there aren't any, but he does use willing people. So any willing people here? I think we all fit with that, don't we? Uh, And so I want to talk today about finding your place in the body of Christ finding your place you do know you have a place don't you in the body of Christ I don't mean the chair that you always sit on on Sunday I mean what is that why is it we even when we move buildings people soon find their seat and I can look around when I'm preaching oh yeah they're sat there they're sat oh usual everything business as usual and on the front row too nobody ever sits there Um, but that's not what I mean about finding your place in the body of Christ it is about the fact that we all have a part to play in building the church all of us belong all of us are needed to do this say that, I'm needed in this place I'm needed in this place it's all about honour this is one of our cultural values it's all about honouring one another it's about valuing one another and the part that we play in the body of Christ you know when we're handling the people of God we're handling God's family On earth, so we need to do so with great respect and love. And we often talk about honor here, it's part of our culture, it's the way that we want to do things around here. I mean, how would you like to be treated? I'd like to be treated well. (laughs) I'd like us to honor one another, to speak highly of one another, especially in private behind their backs, to speak well of one another. That's part of respecting the body of Christ. Honour, calling out the best in one another, is fundamental to how the body is designed to work. Sometimes the reason churches are dysfunctional is because there's no culture of honouring one another. There's no understanding of respecting the body of Christ. Um... It's how we're designed to work. It's how we're designed to thrive. And we function interdependently of one another. You know, every part is needed. Everyone belongs. And and biblically, the value that we must place on one another is the price that Jesus paid for them. (laughs) How much did Jesus pay for you Well, he died? He paid for you with the price of his blood. Each of us have been bought at great cost by the blood of Jesus. His life has been given in exchange for ours. God's only son. His life against your life. I want to suggest to you that that is an incredible price to pay. And that's why we must value one another so highly. I think that's a good point, Rob. <laughs> Sometimes I have to encourage myself, and it's so quiet out there. Um, but this is our intrinsic value as human beings, whether we're Christians or not. You know, it, it makes no difference, because Jesus still died for all people everywhere. It's just that not all people everywhere quite know it yet. But he still died for them. Wow. We saw a couple of weeks ago Paul's uh, description of the church over which Christ is the head over everything for the church, which is his body. We were looking at Ephesians chapter 1, 22 to 23. And my focus last time was on Christ, you know, as the supreme authority, as the supreme head, his victory over everything for the church. Well, this week I want to just go away from Ephesians just for one week. Because actually a much fuller description of the body of Christ is in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So if you want to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, although the verses are going to come up on the screen, I'm literally going to work through verses 12 to 23. So 12 to 23, that's what we're going to do today. The body of Christ here on earth, which we call the church, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, is about many parts even though it's still just one body. So verse 12 is, the body is a unit. Though it's made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body, and so it is with Christ. And as in the spiritual, so it is in the natural. Our bodies have got many parts, haven't they? Uh, We're still one body, we're one person, but we're made up of a hand, a foot, actually two hands and two feet, hopefully, eye, spleen, heart. It's one unit, it's one body. Some of those parts are big, some are small, some parts are hidden, some are exposed, but they all make up this one body. And all of these parts work together interdependently. We need those parts for the body to function. Because you see, as Christians, when you become a Christian, you are no longer living independently. (laughs) You know, where we just do our own thing, where we just go our own way. Actually, the calling is into community. We're called into Christ, moving together, integrated into this one body by the Holy Spirit. That's how it happens. Verse 13. For we were all baptised by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given the one same Spirit to drink. And, and kind of what that means is that every part is of equal importance. Say that to the person next to you. I am of equal importance. I'm of equal importance. All of us are of equal importance. And, and how that happens is this, this mysterious baptism. That means being completely absorbed, immersed into the body by one spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so it doesn't matter what our background is... Paul talks about Jew, Gentile, slave or free. It doesn't make any difference about our background. We all come into the body the same way. So nobody comes in any higher or any lower with any advantage or disadvantage, not privilege, not underprivileged. Whatever the starting place you come in makes no difference. (coughs) Isn't this good news? You know, however damaged you are or were, addicted or sorted, (laughs) who's ever sorted, educated or uneducated, old or young, middle class, upper class, working class, no class, we all drink the same Holy Spirit who lets us in. Amen? And this is the incredible thing about the church is made up of people from every tribe, language, and nation. The church has every color, creed, and background throughout time. (laughs) The body is not discriminating and doesn't discriminate. We are many, but we're one. There's unity, but diversity. There's unity and diversity come on that's the body Leon Morris who's a great um, commentator he he puts it like this he says that in the body of Christ we are brought into a unity that transcends all human distinctions there's this cosmic unity (laughs) that is so fantastic that all previous labels of separation or distinctiveness are completely inadequate the message version of the bible says we need something larger and more comprehensive than any human organization we call it the body of christ there isn't anything else that describes what god has done Because although we are many, we are also one, and every part is needed for the body to function as it should, just as it is in the human body, but there's more. Because not only is every part needed, every part belongs to the body. So Paul in verse 14 appeals to our common sense. Anybody like common sense? I do. I like it when it's just kind of, yeah, kind of obvious. Well, Paul goes obvious here when he says that every part belongs. He says in verse 14, now the body is not made up of one part but of many. Yeah, of course. 15, so therefore if the foot should say, I'm not a hand, so I don't belong to the body, It would not, for that reason, stop being any part of the body. Yeah, obviously. And if the ear should say, I'm not an I, so I don't belong to the body, it would, I don't know why that voice came out (laughs) Maybe that's what an ear sounds like, I don't know. Um, But it wouldn't, for that reason, a lack of identity, an identity crisis, stop being part of the body. And do you know we struggle so much to belong, don't we? Who am I? Where do I fit? Where's my tribe? We see it again and again. We want to f- be, we want to fit in. We want to be part of something. We want to be accepted. We want to be affirmed. It affects how we dress, how we do our hair, how we talk, what films we watch, television shows. That we- who's watching the celebrity thing? You know. <laughs> It affects what, you should, it's really good. Um, If you really want to fit in, you need to watch I'm a Celebrity. No, it's not like that. (laughs) All these things we do to fit in, to gain acceptance, significance and value. And that's because belonging is so important to us. It's part of how we're wired as human beings. We need to belong to something bigger and greater than ourselves. We need to be in something that gives us significance. A significance that's more than we could ever hope to have on our own. There's a saying that we are greater than the sum of our parts. But I think it's more accurate to say that we are greater by the sum of our parts in the body of Christ is this humble acknowledgement that we are better together than we are apart we're better together we do better together we do better in community oh yeah sometimes people wind us up but we're still better together Amen? Feel free to say amen. I mean, perhaps, I mean, perhaps you've been feeling this, perhaps you've felt this. I, I want to be part of something bigger, to belong to something, to be part of something that makes a difference. And so we ask, well, where do I belong? The body of Christ answers that question. And that's because we're all designed to function within the context of community, within our God-given identities and destinies. So it's about finding our place in the body of Christ. You know part of being church together is helping one another another, to find these places within the body where we can function best. Use our talents and our gifts to serve God, one another and the rest of humanity too. You know, this is our training ground, don't you? <laughs> what we learn here, how we learn to function, how we learn to hear God, what we learn from the Bible is to equip us for the rest of our lives. Sunday is just where we get to share our testimonies about what God has been doing. I just threw that bit in for th- free, you know? But because you know, it's always got to go out what happens here has always got to go out what we do matters here what we learn has impact the family we grow up in gives us significance and confidence to function not just here on a Sunday but all day every day wherever God's placed us you know so many people have said to me uh about some of the benefits of just being part of a group of people like this. So I went for an interview, somebody said to me recently. I had to give a presentation and I realised how much I stood out because I wasn't afraid of standing up in front of people because I do that at church. It was a real advantage. Other people talked about how living core values of faith make them stand out because I can be trusted because of what I believe and who I am. And these core values that we have of family, and honouring one another, and marriage, these sorts of things give us a stability that society longs for. And that's you. Do you know how significant you are? It's okay, it's fine. Let's get excited at any time, this is good stuff. (laughs) Now, these places of effectiveness within the body can be very different from, the other, from others. My place of effectiveness can be very different to yours and so on. In verse 17, Paul says, If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear anything? If the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, Just as he wanted them to be. If we were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. Guys, I know you all want to be like me, (laughs) but it's not possible. (laughs) we're not all meant to be the same we were all designed to be different to have our own theme, our own gifts, our own function I love difference, I love it when people are different if there wasn't any variety then the body wouldn't be able to function properly if we were all eyes, all we could do is blink and see blink and see, that's it if we were all ears we'd just listen 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 there wouldn't be anything else we could do and if we were all noses oh my goodness when the cold season comes (laughs) but what Paul is saying here is that each one of us have been carefully placed in the position where God wants us to be and it's not so much for our own individual purpose me, 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 who I am, where I want to be. But rather so that the body functions properly, despite all its different but similar parts. And God has arranged it so that we can all function together. And sometimes that means that we have to play different parts at different times, depending on the season that we are in or the needs of a particular local expression of the body of Christ that we find ourselves in. So in one church, for example, and one church network work, I was mo- known mostly as a worship leader. And I was pretty darn good at it, if I say so myself. I don't know why they don't let me lead worship anymore. <laughs> so I am being silly, I'm being playful. I, I wasn't that good. Um, LAUGHTER In another church, I was mostly serving using my pastoral and prophetic gifts. Um, and, And sometimes we lead, depending on the context. Sometimes we follow. But we always serve wherever we are, wherever we're placed. For the sake of the body of Christ, that part that God has placed us in. We always serve because that's the model that Jesus left for us. He came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It also means that no member of the body can perform as well independently of the other. Did you know that? We weren't designed to work on our own. Christians need one another. Actually, people need people, don't they? Isolation drives us mad, ultimately. I mean, wasn't it hard through the pandemic, just the isolation? You only saw yourself and your lovely family. (laughs) Neither can we perform adequately the function of another. Because they're a different part to us. You know how often do we try and be something that we're not? Try and do something that we're not? And hey, it's hard because it's not me, I'm not being me. And so Paul compares the foot with the hand, the ear with the eye, which have completely different functions within the body and are unable to take the place of the other. I mean, you can't say that hearing's the same thing as seeing or seeing's the same thing as hearing. Although if you were to lose one of them, the other part may be able to compensate in some way, but they're not the same thing. We function better together. And that's why we must learn to recognise in one another the particular function in the body that we were specifically designed to fulfil. Because, verse 21, every part is needed. Verse 21, the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. The body needs the incredible variety and all its different functions to work properly. The eye is completely different to the hand. And I wouldn't want to do without either. And my feet certainly wouldn't be able to function without my head. I mean, they struggle enough even with my head. Have you ever seen me try to dance? <laughs> every part is needed and I just want to say this local church needs you this local church needs you you, yeah, you we need you, we need one another say to yourself, I'm needed here and let that marinate into your heart, you were meant to be here for such a time as this because you're needed here and I don't just mean Sunday mornings, I mean as part of this body of local expression of Christ and together is the key word in this passage because what Paul is showing us is that no part is important by itself but only because of what we're part of that's amazing isn't it verse 22 because presumably I mean you've got to say sometimes you think surely we can do without some parts if we're honest many of us have thought these things but not according to Paul he says that the weaker parts are indispensable on the contrary he says those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable those parts which seem to be weaker, perhaps those that struggle those that are sick, those that have problems or those who we might characterize as being a bit like the stomach always take 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 <laughs> well those are the parts paul says they are indispensable actually the body can't live without them because we can't we can live without an ear or an eye but you can't live without your liver or your heart even though from an external point of view those internal parts are weaker they're not as significant because they don't play the parent function to the greater, more public features of our bodies. Which is why we have to be careful about being obsessed about the external parts. The more public ministries, the more prominent gifts. We can value them and appreciate them. We can honour people that have these gifts and the role that they play, but not at the expense of those that are more hidden or obscure. See Paul's logic is a bit like neglecting your own stomach. You know? A that bit that's always take, take, take. I mean, from an external point of view, what does it actually do, except get fatter and cause problems after a curry? <laughs> <laughs> this is how my mind works. Um, but you know, none of us could live without our stomachs if we were to stop feeding it, say so I've had enough of you and all this taking we'd die lose weight first then die and this is because the stomach although hidden is the means by which the rest of the body is fed and it's the same for the heart, the liver and the kidneys those hidden parts perform the most extraordinary functions which allow for our bodies to be healthy and then there's a further part a further couple of parts that Paul mentions in verse 23. The dishonourable parts, he says they deserve special honour. Those are the bits which excrete waste. Those are the parts that are perceived to be dirty, they're unpleasant. Surely we can do without those parts. No, because otherwise the body gets poisoned. It's staggering for me to think that the time that Paul decides to introduce the word honour into the body of Christ, is when he talks about these parts. The stinky parts, he says, deserve special honour. And then the unpresentable parts, he says, have special modesty. 23, and the parts that are unpresentable are to be treated with special modesty. Those parts of the body that are personal to us and embarrassing to be exposed to others. Paul sees that there's a kind of a a covering of those parts uh, in the body of Christ. It's not about covering over things that are wrong or hiding sins. It's about protecting people. It's a bit like when a doctor puts a splint on a broken leg and support is given. Strength is lent to a weakened part until it's able to support its own weight again. These unpresentable parts need special protection. That's part of the function of the body of Christ. That we would be refuge places for those that have been hurt and damaged. For the weak, the filthy, the ashamed because the body is the only place where the grace of a loving God can truly be experienced and a culture of honour provides refuge and healing to restore people so that's it then we all have a part to play everyone is needed everyone has a part a place to belong each of us are indispensable even the weaker or hidden parts it's like an orchestra. <laughs> a beautiful harmony of sound that goes up and goes out. It's like voices singing and speaking in a unison where God commands the blessing. That's where the blessing and the glory comes. Wow. So where do you fit and how do you play your part? And, do you know, I was thinking about this, so how, do, how do you end something like this? You kind of want to get, right, get on with it, you know. Start working, work harder, do more, you know. I thought, no, that's just not true, because so many of you, so many of us, are doing so much already. It's not that kind of talk. I want to encourage you and uh, honour you, actually. I feel like we should honour one another today, that's an appropriate way to finish is to actually honour the body of Christ here so that's what I'm going to do even if you're visiting I want to honour you today Um, and I've really struggled to write this down because I'm feeling something so strongly but I've done my best so that I don't go off on a tangent, how long have we got five minutes, we're going to do some honouring I just want to read a list of some people, some, not names, I'm not going to give any names because I want to embarrass them. Well, maybe I'll embarrass one or two, but um, while you're seated, I want to describe some gifts and function of the body here. And as I do that, I want you just to stand up um, and so that we can honour you and the unique contribution that you make. Which also has the flip side of you owning up to the gifting and calling that God has on your life. It's a good one. Um, And then I want to commission us all, not just for church on Sunday, but through the week, to to be church wherever we are placed. Okay? Is that okay with you? Are you all right to do a bit of standing up when I call out your description, your name? So, here's the first one. And maybe you're not going to get it straight away. I've been agonising, literally. (laughs) I feel this really strongly that this is important for us to do but I want to speak to and honour the eyes and the ears those that see and hear those that feel and know what God is doing and what he is saying so those with prophetic gifts I want you to stand up people that hear from God, feel from God experience him I want to honour you, thank you the part that you play in bringing the prophetic, sharing God's heart with us. I want to honour those that feel the pain of others and by the way there's going to be some that you have multiple gifts because you're so gifted you lot and if that's you, you're welcome to just raise your hand and say, that's me too All Right, and take that honour those that feel the pain of others, those that love the broken and the damaged, those that care for others and give their time to listen and to be there for other people who have a love for their community and help to create community pastors amongst us. We honour you. Thank you so much for what you do. I want to speak to the hands and feet, the people that show their love by acts of service. So often it's unseen, so often it's behind the scenes. But those who make meals, those who just look out for people and visit them in the week, those who have a love for community, those who welcome strangers and put people at ease, the servers amongst us, who are you? want to honour you. Thank you for what you do. The Holy Spirit's really happy with us. I don't know if you feel his presence is just increasing on us as we honour one another. Amen? Amen. I want to speak to the brain people. (laughs) I couldn't think of another way to describe you. You're always thinking about how to do things differently. You're always imagining things. And ask, where are we going? What's next? The kingdom mobilises extenders, organisers, administrators calling us to action I want to honour you would you stand please I want to speak to the heart and soul people (laughs) people with passionate hearts people who sing people who play musical instruments the worshippers please stand stand want to honour you. Thank you for inspiring us to worship Jesus. I practised this one on Tuesday and, it, and I got it a bit wrong so I'm going to try again. I really felt God woke me up in the early hours um, on Saturday and so, um, no it wasn't someday last week and this is something for women. That there's a real favour... <laughs> on women who are either past the time of childbearing or really don't want any more children or who have never had children. God is going to give you spiritual children to be incubators of spiritual babies. There's a particular favour on the women in Jubilee for this. So please stand up if you're a woman with a womb. (laughs) That's got a two-let sign, but um, <laughs> There you go. I couldn't quite hold it in. Um, I want to speak to those that love the lost. Now everybody should be standing up for this, but, but no guilt. Um, but there are particular people. It's like they're infected with good news. Whoa, Come on, Jesus. Burdened with compassion indignant at injustice rabble rousers and urban warriors (laughs) please will you stand up if you don't mind please awfully (laughs) and I want to then finally just speak to those who talk and teach and communicate and educate adults and children I want to speak to the teachers amongst us Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for standing and for owning up to the calling that's on your life. Um, I just want to pray for you briefly and then it's time to finish. But feel free to just take time this morning to honour one another and just say, Do you know what? I really appreciate this about you. I'm so glad that you're here and that you do that or the impact that you have on me. It's so important, church that we honour the body of Christ in this place and that we create a culture where when people come in they've only just arrived but already they're finding out how God has gifted them. That's what I want us as a church. So Lord we want to thank you for this gifted group of people that are gathered here in this dusty old school hall. And Father I want to ask you that your spirit would come upon us in a new way so that not only what happens here counts but everything that we do throughout the week. And so Jesus I commission, we commission one another to go into all the world and make disciples that look like these disciples and function like these disciples and bring many people into the presence of Jesus thank you father for what you're doing amongst us lord make your name great and spread whatever you're doing here everywhere for your glory thank you lord your word says that you're going to fill the whole earth with your glory as your glory fills the the sea Jesus thank you father amen